And so now it gives me great pleasure to introduce and to welcome our speaker today, um, a man who inspires us with his wit and his wisdom, our spiritual director, Reverend Patrick Cameron. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Connie. Hey, we'll sing the song this time. We did a little something different with the, the, uh, the opening prayer in the last... Uh, service and then Brown was up here ready to play and I got so into it I forgot Brown was up here ready to play. Not a bad thing to get lost sometimes with together. So I want to invite you uh, to go on a, a journey with me right now. <clears throat> and it's a beautiful journey and it's a joyful journey. And I want to sh- share that joy and, I wa- and I'm open to receiving your joy. And so we begin each time we come together with a, a, a spiritual practice. And what I invite you to do right now is just simply relax. There's nothing to do. So I'm going to invite you, if your arms are crossed, to maybe uncross them. Because when you close your eyes, I promise no one will come up and blow in your face. Uh, and if your feet or legs are crossed, to place them on the floor. I want to create a, a, a position of dignity. And one of the ways we dignify the spirit within is to, to sit in the dignity of, of who we are and whose we are, which is the, the divine. So I have with me, and people have asked me as they, they came in, I have a Hindu rosary. It's called a mala, M-A-L-A. And the mala has 108 knots on it. And, and so if you do spiritual practice... <clears throat> One of the ways to do spiritual practice, there's a knot at the, the top of the mala. You never cross the knot as part of their tradition. I don't know what happens if you cross the knot because no one's ever lived after they've crossed the knot, so I can't tell you. I don't think it's about superstition or being in danger. I think it's simply out of respect and another mindful practice. So I shared a number of weeks ago the idea of one of the... The, the prayers that this mala can be used for. So I'm going to invite you to just take a deep breath with me right now. And let it out. And so let's do one more together. If you choose, this is all optional. You can hold your breath if you want. It, we'll notice you'll probably, <clears throat> but we have ushers that can carry you out. <laughs> take another one together. And as we let it out this time, take it in. Let's hold it for a couple of counts. And then just a nice sigh as we let it out. Ready? Ah, all right. And so the mala, and part of the, 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 one of the spiritual practices that we use, and it's one of many, is the idea of oneness, the recognition there's one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect life. And that life is my life right now. And so our, our, one of the core practices we use in, in our teaching is affirmative prayer, spiritual mind treatment. When Reverend Connie mentioned... Um, using the practitioners, when you sit with a practitioner, what you're borrowing is their consciousness. And, you, and, and so what you want is you really, you, in my opinion, you really want someone that is grounded in, in the, the peace and the beauty and the elegance of their spiritual nature to support you <clears throat> with a new idea. Or whatever it may be that you're, you'd like support with. And it's based on the teaching that comes out of Scripture where two or more are gathered, and where two or more are in agreement, it is done. And the power of two. 
And so when we come together, and I'm going to invite you to continue to just relax. There's nothing to do right now. There's nothing that has to be accomplished. Because when we relax into this, and the more that we, we, we surrender into this moment, it is a portal and a doorway to our authentic self, to our real self. I want to share with you something I brought. I've been <clears throat> a few books we're going to spring off of today. I want to share with you that, uh, something that I found from Deepak Chopra that I think is quite beautiful. And, I want to, and, and just as Anthony said, as he stared out and saw that sign over and over again and didn't realize perhaps the clear connection, the linear connection of where the idea came from that inspired the song, I think language is important because language is the way and awareness and consciousness is the way we continue to impress upon this infinite intelligence, this divine intelligence that we are immersed in a new possibility. So continue to relax. What I also know for all of us, myself included, is whatever's important for myself or you to know today will make itself obvious. And, and the rest of it are just words. So what you need to extract from this experience together, I know you're available to and I'm available to. But I want to share with you an insight that, that, that Deepak talks about. And I believe that when we share this journey together, we share this spiritual practice together, what happens <clears throat> is we begin to reveal more and more and more the authentic self. And so Deepak says, A new sense of self can replace our old construct, our old way of thinking about ourselves. One stick at a time. One thought at a time. As, you're, as you experience your awareness, go inside and meet yourself. So today in our practice, one life, God's life, perfect life, to go inside and meet that. So if you're in the discussion today and all of a sudden you find yourself spinning in the problem, that, that is, Eckhart Tolle would talk about the pain body. Dr. Hugh Len would talk about it as living from memory. And as those things activate... As, as those things and so and it's, it's okay it becomes part of that and that becomes part of our meditation if someone gets a phone call in the middle of our meditation let's not let it destroy our meditation it becomes part of the meditation have you ever had somebody we have these uh, I live over on 84th street and every after school there's somebody that now owns a new uh, foghorn and they come by after school, and they blast the foghorn. And sometimes I'm in meditation. So now, the first couple of times it happened, I was a little surprised. I was fascinated. Now it's just interesting, and it's part of the meditation. But I think that's part of just being grounded in the truth of our being. Oh, there's a phone going off, and that's cool. And there's a child that's, that's stirring, or whatever it may be. This is part of life. But anyway... <clears throat> This old sense of self can be replaced one stick at a time, one meditation at a time, one thought at a time, to go inside and meet ourselves. The person you meet, the person that we meet when we go inside isn't a flimsy construct. Instead, you meet, and I love this, so these are the words that I think are rich and, and the things to savor. We meet openness. We meet silence. We meet calm. We meet stability, curiosity, love, and the impulse to grow and expand. Because that is our divine nature. All of those qualities, openness, silence, calm, 
But if we're in fear, it's very difficult to stand in that. But the way to it is through it. So keep slowing down with me. Just keep slowing down with me and relaxing. All is well. All is well. You are eternal. You are the beauty, the potential, the manifestation, the expression. In this beautiful writing by Deepak, he says that he, uh, he writes about a story of a young man that went to his teacher and said, You know, you keep telling me to look for God. I can't find God. And the teacher says, Go out into nature. It's everywhere present. It is within every one of us. It's within, the, it's within the music that Anthony shares or Brown shares. Or I'm checking to make sure he didn't fall asleep back there. He's still there with me. But this is the journey we're on. And how many times during the week do we slow down enough so that we can be in touch and find that place within us? Openness, silence, calm, stability, curiosity, love, and the impulse to grow and expand. This new sense of self doesn't need to be constructed. See, we don't have to assemble any of this. It has existed from the beginning and will always exist. Having met the new you, it becomes easier and easier to throw away bits and pieces of the old one. The process takes. This is what it requires from us. Patience. You need to meet yourself every day. So today we're slowing down and we're meeting ourselves today. And at whatever level you meet yourself, it's perfect. That's your vibrational frequency. And if you meet yourself at whatever level it is, that's fine. Because frequencies are just facts and facts change all the time. The process takes patience. You need to meet yourself every day, but it's a joyful process too. Because in your heart of hearts, you never brought... You never bought into the flimsy construct, not completely. See, all of us know at the core of our being that our problems and our challenges and our disappointments and our failures in our life are not who we are. Those are the things that have helped shape us. And it is living beyond those. There are too many memories of how it got glued together, piece by piece, sometimes by accident, often against our will. Nobody really wants to, do, wants to be no more than what others see. We yearn to be real, and that yearning, if you keep it in mind, is enough. The person you seek is the same person who is seeking you. So our yearning is enough. If you have yearning, and I think all of the discontent in our lives is is a way to fuel our yearning, to long for the peace, to long for the calm. And so I'm going to go into this. We're going to sing the song that I forgot to do at the first service because we took so much time. But let's take our time through the song today. And I'm going to, let you, I, I'm going to invite you all to say, stay seated. But our, this, is, this is the beginning of the prayer, and it is a prayer. It is, this is sacred space. Not because it's unique, but because we are here. And the more aware and present and authentic you and I are together is the revelation of the divine by means of us. And that's practical spirituality. In this very room There's quite enough love For all the world And in this very room 
there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For spirit, one spirit, is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. I invite you to allow my words to be your words. And I'm going to Describe each step as we go along on this, this spiritual mind treatment and as Brown continues to support it with his divine guidance and intuition. It is the beauty within the notes and beyond and between the notes where we find the infinite. It is between the thoughts. So as we slow down together this day to surrender to the grace and the beauty, the calm and the simplicity, the unconditional love that is present here and now, Whatever memory arises for us that perhaps is restricting in any way, shape, or form the authentic self from emerging this day, let us bless it and love it. Let us understand that whatever mistakes or perceived mistakes we have made in the past, because there are no mistakes, we bless them and release them. And they are beautiful memories that guide us and direct us in this moment. And so I know this one life, the first step, one life, Spirit's life, God's life, and the second step of affirmative prayer, that life that I have just declared and recognized is mine, and I am one with it in the unification of that experience. And so we continue to build that consciousness, and it is a beautiful, beautiful field of awareness and being, and at this present moment, I'm present with you, and thank you for being present for me. Thank you for opening that portal in your heart, in your mind, in your consciousness that allows me to see that and resonate with that so beautifully. It is in that Christ consciousness that is our opportunity this day. And so in this third step of declaration, of affirmation, of knowing, I know that every good thing necessary for myself and for you to direct us and guide us, wherever there is unbalance, wherever things are not in harmony, I direct this infinite intelligence within and without me to support me in every good thing that brings me back to this beautiful state of present moment awareness and inspiration. And so that I choose wisely and wonderfully, not contingent upon past events or memories, but using those to inform this present decision, this choice this day. For I am the beloved. You are the beloved. And as we open to this in this present moment experience, we are the portal of that experience. So I invite you to take another breath with me as I slow down with you. I know, standing in the oneness, that everything necessary to inform me, instruct me, and resource me, supply me in every way, as I know it for myself, I know it for everyone. To know, I've heard it said, to know that I am nobody is wisdom, and to know that I am everybody is love. And this day I stand in the love 
of unconditional love and support for everyone. Your good is my good. And as I see you thrive, as I see you move forward, as I see you put down the old things that have so beautifully served you but perhaps don't in this moment, I shout hallelujah, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for giving birth to the new possibility. And so I move to the fourth step of gratitude. Not gratitude to thank God because God does not require my gratitude, but the gratitude that opens my heart and my mind to understand that I live in the divine flow of being and that life is the gifts of the infinite are abundant because the gifts of the infinite are energy and awareness. And I live and move and have my being in that energy of awareness in a way like never before. And so I give thanks for this beautiful opportunity to be on this journey together, to carry forward this consciousness, to know that this is my set for this day, that this, this dynamic and beautiful and powerful affirmative prayer is being spoken and addressed through all of us in a way that supports our life from this moment forward. I stand teachable and open, ready, humble to understand. There's so much more for me to know and to do. And I continue to bring my yes to that. And I celebrate this day, the success of this day in every way. I celebrate the notes of the music and the silence between them. The silence between the words, the consciousness upon the words, the consciousness that we share here and now. And that is enough. And so I move to the release. I release it knowing that there is a power for good in the universe that I am using and it is using me in co-creation. I release it knowing that it continues to move outward and upward in a spiral, never diminishing, continuing to expand in my experience and support and love myself and each one in a wonderful, powerful way. For I am, as you are, everyone. And in that love, I release this and I invite you to say with me, and so it is. Sweet. Does anybody feel any different or is it just me? See, there really isn't anything to do. But when we use spiritual practice, when we slow down, when we listen, and we learn to be in that conversation more and more and more, we continue to build the legs of consciousness for us And it's not something, as Deepak says, that we have to construct. It's something that just is. And so we we have our classes, and I know many of you have experienced classes. I just had the opportunity. It was a wonderful reminder for me. I just spent the last 10 weeks teaching our foundations class. And there was a wonderful group of people that came together. And, of course, we we always honor confidentiality. It's a sacred space. But to listen to the stories and to listen to people's lives improving and things loosening themselves in awareness so that a different uh, experience or a different opportunity can become more available is a fascinating thing to watch. And I believe that we're, when we're in the group and we're in community, there's an there's a, there's a, there's a energetic of that unspoken agreement and spoken agreement that helps accelerate the experience. Every time I teach a class... I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm changed by the experience because I'm in the consciousness of people being changed. 
And so the, uh, the final project, which we do in foundations, is, is quite wonderful. And many people just, uh, I said, share from your heart. If it's touching and moving for you, it'll touch and move us. So many people shared their stories. And it was beautiful, beautiful stuff. And from that, there was a, there was a number of amazing sharings that, I, I, you know, that would f- truly fill a book of inspirational tales of lack and limitation and starting to crack open and open to different possibilities around forgiveness, around abundance, around health, around possibilities, around reconciliation, around intuition, around the, the guidance and the synchronicities. Because once we start to align ourselves, once we slow down and align ourselves with this divine flow of life, This is exactly what the teacher Jesus was talking about in everything he talked about. It is not I but the Father within. These things I have done, ye shall do an even greater. And so when we look at Scripture and we look at what he had to say, when we look at what the Buddha had to share, they asked the Buddha if he was enlightened. He said, no, I'm just awake. And that's our opportunity. That's why we're here. So I'm going to invite uh, one of our students that had the, just a wonderful, beautiful sharing in class. And I said, could you, it took him a half an hour. So I said, could you pare this down to a minute? And he looked at me and he said, no. But I've asked uh, Chris Thailand Ty, to come on up. Would you share, uh, Chris, come on back up? Well, let me turn it, make it. It is on. It is on. Thank you very much for asking me to share, Reverend. Um, Went through the foundations class here. We, we just finished up, like the Reverend was saying, and it was just such a wonderful experience. I mean, there was a, a group of us there that, you know, as we shared and we stretched and, and, and grew together, it, we really became like a, a family. I mean, it was, it was so emotional, so, so moving. And at the end of it, you know, I, I, um, I, the Reverend came over and he shook my hand and he gave me a hug and he says, he says, I see a Reverend in you, he says. And I, kind of step back from that a little bit and and so I, I went this week and I, I did a little bit of homework on on what kind of person you know would they choose to be a reverend right so what I found out is is you gotta you gotta you know be somebody that's really spiritual somebody that's really giving somebody who's open somebody who really has you know one hand on their heart one hand on their center and when they find that person they make that person's husband the reverend <laughs> So with that being said, I think it's possible for me to become a reverend. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the center, I've been coming to the center now for, for, oh, I guess a year, year and a half. And, and when, I, when I came here, it was, I was in pretty rough shape. I was, I was kind of broken, you know, spiritually, mentally. Um, my relationship was, I mean, me and my wife were always seeming to butt heads. Um, you know, my business was tanking. Uh, my health was tanking. I mean, I, I was probably 50, 60 pounds overweight. Um, high blood pressure on meds, on high cholesterol meds, on a CPAP machine. I mean, I, I, was, I was really a mess. Spiritually, I was a mess. And, and then, I, you know, I started to listen to the, to the practices this man was saying. And you have to understand, in, in this day and age, there's, there's more success books out there than there, there ever has been, and yet there, there's not that much improvement in people becoming really successful. 
There's more health books out there than there's ever been, and there's really not that many people getting healthy, right? And, and uh, what, I, what I figured out was is you've got to take these spiritual principles that are taught here, and you've got to make them a daily spiritual practice. I mean, the fact that you're all here at church today is, is a spiritual practice, but that's just one part of one day, right? And what I learned is when I heard about meditation, it was like, oh, geez, to sit quiet for even five minutes was painful, it was absolutely painful for me, but, you know, I stuck with it. And, and what I found is my energy raised up a little bit, right? And then, I, you know, I, he read the book last year, The Big Leap, right? And, and in it, I found one, one thing I could grab onto, and that was the affirmation in there that said, I expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire others to do the same. And I said that over and over and over again, right? And then I found another spiritual practice, and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was to connect, get your mind off of reality, basically, and use your imagination and, and start thinking of things the way you want them to be rather than the way they are. And then, magically, things started to happen in my life. All of a sudden, another book showed up, Women, Food, and God, right? So, okay, you know, I'm open. I'm running an experiment here. I'll read the book and... and pull something out of there. And, and what that book did for me was it helped me connect my eating to spirituality. So now when I looked in front of the fridge, I'm going, what does my body want, right? Vegetables and fresh and staying away from the past and the potatoes, right? Um, and then another thing would show up and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I started to get healthy. I started to go for walks and... and and in, inside of five and a half months, I dropped 55 pounds. Right? My relationship has never been better than it has. And because, because of my, my losing the weight, I mean, I ended up running a business out of it, and that's just exploding on me. Abundance is showing up. You see, what I realized is, is there's a tipping point. Right? At, at first, when you start the spiritual work you, you, and you start the meditation, I mean, the first inclination you'll get is you'll start to feel better. And when you start to feel better, the better it gets, the better it gets, and your vibration raises. And for me, it was like chaos ensued. It was like, you know, it seemed like everything kind of got screwed up and got worse a little bit. But I, you know, I go, no way, I don't care what's going on in my experience, I'm feeling good. I made that decision that I was going to feel good. Right? So I searched all day, every day, looking for things in my experience every day that made me feel better, made me feel good. And then it seemed like the universe, God, just kind of slowly started to transform it. Like I say, my weight came off, my relationship improved, right? and, and now the abundance has proven. But you have to make that, that you have, words don't teach, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Words don't teach. Your experience teaches you. You have to take these spiritual practices and bring them one by one into your life and look for the good, right? And, you know, I just want to end with, if somebody didn't, you know, tell me about this center, and if somebody didn't share what was happening here, right, I really don't know where I'd be today. You know, this, it saved my life in so many ways. That's it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
It is, um, I, I thank Chris. You know, it's, it's important to hear the stories. And uh, Julie, Bill, where are you going? <laughs> I didn't know Julie's changed her name. I kind of like that. Anyway, uh, it, but it's important to, to share our stories. Uh, and when I, I was just flooded with such gratitude and appreciation the other night when, when uh, the, the remaining students shared, they've just been really compelling, wonderful. And what's happened in that process is people being cracked open. And, and, and moving into a different experience. And it's vulnerability. It's excruciating vulnerability, as Breen Brown would say. But the beauty of the excruciating vulnerability is that more and more the, the true self reveals itself. And then we can just be present with one another um, more consistently. That's a beautiful thing. I want to end with this. Deepak talks about, about abundance. <clears throat> and I think it's worth sharing because I think it's, it's, it's really genius. And I'm going to bring back, we're going to finish up the Go-Givers next week. I, I wanted to honor time today. And, and, uh, uh, but but uh, uh, beautiful, beautiful articulation. And that whole book is about gratitude. This month is about gratitude. And gratitude is such a powerful experience because it opens us. But Deepak says this about abundance. He says, abundance isn't materialistic or religion. It's about trusting the flow and knowing that wholeness doesn't have holes in it and never leaves a void. You can be generous with anything the soul gives you. And, the more, will, and more will flow in. Be generous with sympathy, with love, with intelligence, with truth, and creativity. And prior to this, he talks about being generous with the authentic self. Place your trust in abundance is what he's talking about. And the abundance is exactly what he's addressing here. The more you express these things, once again, sympathy, love, intelligence, truth, and creativity. The more we express these things, the more will be given to you on all levels. Be given to you on all levels. Seek ye first the kingdom. At the same time, don't turn your soul into an ATM machine. The flow is in a straight line from A to B. This is where sometimes we can trip up. I've started to tithe to where I'm fed spiritually, financially, or energetically, and it's not coming back to me, so I'm quitting. You're priming the pump. You are priming the pump. And the only reason I tell you that is because that was my experience. I was in and out of the practice for years until I finally said, you know what? My life is God's life. And Spirit's asking for 10% of this life that I owe 100% of. I can't take the next breath, nor can you, without this animated force behind life, which is Spirit. The flow isn't a straight line from A to B. And what I'm telling you is, as it's, it's, it's Deepak says, it's stick by stick. It's moment by moment. The flow isn't a straight line from A to B, and when you are generous, there's no guarantee that a result will flow to your benefit. We, that's conditional giving. And I'm not just talking financially. It's with our talents, with our skills, with our compassion, with our love. Yet in the larger scheme, you will be evolving every day as the soul in flowing through you transforms you at the same time. That's why we're here. My life's God's life. How can I show up today and be of service to that? How can I express that? And we see it in all the beautiful traditions. You see it in all the great saints that have walked upon this planet. They just live and move and have their being in that. And can, we, can, we, can we be that? Of course, but we start where we are. And we move from there. And, and that's enough. That's enough. It's enough to be aware and to wake up to that. 
and to continue to call forth that experience. So I thank you today for taking the journey with me. I thank you for allowing me to lead you through a very slow, let's slow it down, affirmative prayer. Because it's, it's powerful spiritual practice. So this week, if you forget, maybe you slow down. And you realize it's one life. God's life. And this I know about that life. I give thanks and I let it go. Because we don't need to know the how. We just need to know the what. If we're looking for more love in our lives, we're looking for greater prosperity in our lives, then we need to activate that through certain talents and skills and gifts and opportunities. But the infinite knows the how. That's the beauty of it. I don't know how to become a minister. I don't know how to give a talk. I wasn't planning most of this when I got up this morning. I was going to show you a slideshow from my, my uh, summer vacation last week and sell you timeshares and a beautiful... Pro- no, just kidding. <laughs> but it's when we come together in trust and we come together in love, I believe that, that it, it becomes a fertile ground of possibility. And if we're listening, then we, it sparks us and it moves us forward. Anthony, I'm going to invite Anthony to come up and do his next song for you. And it's a beautiful song about love and about compassion and about not just being... It's, it's, we are, we are everybody. And it is about love. And we are the purveyors of that. We are the ones pushing the envelope. The world needs this teaching, I'm telling you. More so now than ever. When Chris gets up and shares, the reason I'm so passionate about this is I've watched, if you could have seen me 30 years ago and see me today, you would sign up in a heartbeat. But my, it, it, it's been a journey and it continues to be a journey. And so much of it I wasn't planning but I was open and willing to keep walking through the doors because I know who I am and whose I am. My life is God's life. There is one life, God's life, perfect life, and that's mine. And so if you forget this week and if you get lost in the spin, use that practice. It's powerful practice. It's sacred. It's high invocation. They didn't share this centuries ago. Didn't think people could handle it. They used to say, no, you can't go there. You've got to go to a priest. Your way to God is through a priest or a, or a, a shaman. You are the shaman. You are the priest. You are the, the goddess and the God. One life. God's life. Perfect life. My life. Your life. So it is. Thank you. Anthony.